Welcome, everyone, to another episode of the Reframable Podcast, the podcast that brings you people's stories and ideas about how we can work to reframe our relationship, not just with alcohol, but with stress, anxiety, relationships, enjoyment, and so much more. Because changing our relationship with alcohol is about so much more than changing the contents of our glass. This podcast is brought to you by the Reframe app. Reframe is the number one iOS app to help you cut back or quit drinking alcohol. It uses neuroscience to reframe your relationship with alcohol and unlock the healthiest, happiest you. My name is Kevin Bellack. I'm a certified professional recovery coach and the head of coaching at the Reframe app. Glad you are all here. So let's start the show. In today's episode, I want to talk about how we can control our own narrative and use or not use labels. When I talk about controlling our narrative, I don't mean that we should lie or make things up to tell people that aren't true. When I talk about this, I come at it from a standpoint of how can we best communicate what we are doing in a way that empowers us instead of coming from a place of shame or failure or regret. I've heard the quote many times on this journey that no is a complete sentence. That is usually said from the viewpoint that we don't owe anyone an explanation as to why we are cutting back or cutting out alcohol from our life. I do think it's important to keep that in mind. However, I prefer to be prepared to have conversations with people who I want to give more than a dismissive, none of your business response. Not that we can't give that response when warranted though. So I would practice the things I would say to people. If I had a work event, a happy hour, a get together with family or friends, I would think about who was going to be there, how, and how I wanted to show up. Typically, these were people who I drank with before and potentially saw me drink a lot over the years. So I knew I couldn't just say, no thanks, I don't drink, and just leave it at that. There would be dumbfounded looks for sure if I did that. So I would say, I'm not drinking right now. I don't drink anymore. Or I have to drive and pick up whoever or some reason like that. This could potentially lead to more questions, but for the most part, people didn't usually care. They're, they're either fine with you making this shift, they're too focused on themselves, or they just don't care at all. If they did have a question, then we might go down another level and discuss. Maybe they would say, wait, you don't drink anymore? And depending on where I was on my journey at the time, you know, maybe I was trying to just take a break, or maybe I had a more permanent change in mind, I would reply accordingly. I've told people, because it was that time of year, I told people I gave it up for Lent, even though I haven't given up anything for Lent since high school, probably. Uh, or I'm going a thousand hours dry, or I'm doing a dry month, or I have a bet going with my brother and I'm not losing and paying up. Things like that. Most of these were untrue in that they weren't the reasons for my change, but they were an easy answer that people could at least grasp. So having some quick responses like this available is just a good idea to be prepared with. One suggestion I always have when we are talking with others and this topic comes up is to focus on the positives of this change. Instead of coming from a place of deprivation or failure or struggle, I would focus on the positives that I was seeing as I made this change or even the positives that I wanted to see. Because as you may know, we aren't always feeling that positive. I don't want any toxic positivity here. If I meet someone new now and they ask me why I don't drink, I simply tell them that I found myself drinking too much. So I decided to stop. And when I did, I felt so much better that I just kept it going. It's hard to argue or try to convince 
uh, someone to drink when they just told you how good they feel. And I get that maybe you aren't feeling good in that moment, but maybe you're very early in your journey or later. We're, we're not always feeling it, right? But giving the positives of what you want to see is also an empowering way to go about this. There were plenty of times when I told someone about how much better my sleep was, for instance, when I got when I only got four hours of sleep the night before because my anxiety was keeping me awake. But that didn't mean I wasn't doing this to work on my sleep or to work on my liver health or my brain health or my relationships or for my job. So just because I wasn't feeling or seeing that positive in the moment, I knew that's what I was working towards. So I said it anyway. And this is why it's so important to think about, to write about, and even talk about the reasons why we want to make this change in our life. Because if we don't know why we want to change, it's hard for us to answer questions and tell other people why we're doing it. It can definitely be hard for us to be confident when going out. And even if we have a solid why, a solid reason for wanting to change the way alcohol is showing up in our life, that doesn't mean we are ready to share that with other people or even share a little bit with other people. But don't worry, if you don't have that solid reason, that solid why just yet, find something, find something that you can use and go with it. And this is a part of controlling the narrative. It's also controlling the situations that we find ourselves in. We can't always control every situation. Sometimes we do have to go to an event, but just remember there are a lot of things we do out of obligation that we can skip every once in a while too. Part of controlling the narrative is putting ourselves first and protecting our own energy so that we can continue to work on making this change in our life. Sometimes, of course, we can't control the narrative. People know something that may have happened that caused us to have to make this change. But that doesn't mean that we can't make this change in a way that can still be focused on what we're gaining versus what we might be losing. We can still move forward on a path that makes sense to us. Now, a big part of this can be that we sometimes fear labels as well. The stigma has grown around alcohol that you can either drink it and not have a problem and be normal, or, or you have a problem and you can't handle it. That black or white thinking is what causes a lot of people to not make a change because they're afraid of what others might think. They're afraid of being labeled an alcoholic or looked down upon. I know I didn't make meaningful changes in my life surrounding alcohol because I was scared of having to admit that I was an alcoholic. It kept me drinking longer than it should have. And to this day, I've never called myself an alcoholic and I never will. If I look back on when I reached the end of my rope and started to make a change, could you have classified me as an alcoholic by any loose definition? Sure, you could have. But it wasn't helpful to use that term for me. And here's why I'll give you my take on this just for my, just for myself. This is just an example of my thought process in case it helps you because alcoholic isn't a medical term. It's ill-defined and full of decades or more of stigma surrounding it. Ultimately, the medical term alcohol use disorder, which is a medical condition characterized by an impaired ability to stop or control alcohol use, despite adverse social, occupational, or health consequences is a spectrum and we can fall on any point in that spectrum and that doesn't have to be all the way to one end in order to make a change. And I thought to myself, if I had 
diabetes or epilepsy. I wouldn't say I am those things. I would say I am someone with epilepsy, for instance. I wasn't an alcoholic. I was someone with an alcohol use disorder. And now I'm not saying, I'm definitely not saying that you shouldn't use these words, these labels uh, that work for you. Many people are empowered by this word and it helps them because it gives them a sense of who they might be and therefore, or who they are, and therefore it allows them to address it head on. It didn't do that for me and therefore I don't use it and nobody else has to. If someone wants to call me that, that's up to them. I can't control what other people do or say. I can correct them if I feel it would be helpful, but ultimately all that matters is how I show up for myself. I didn't really like the word sober either, but I forced myself to put that on my Instagram name and call myself the sober ginger to challenge myself to address head on what I was trying to do. After about a year, I think I wanted to uh, change it to something that I felt was more fitting for how I looked at things, but I just left it. It was too much work. So if I were to put a label on myself now, that label is I'm alcohol free. That's it. It's pretty self-explanatory. Uh, you could be sober curious. You could be sober. You could call yourself an alcoholic if that works for you. You can be a teetotaler. You could be a mindful drinker. You could just be Kevin. And let me tell you, being Kevin is pretty damn cool if I do say so myself. So feel free to use that one. All right. But seriously, like you don't have to label yourself for anyone. Do what works for you. A big reason I bring this up now is that I don't want you to let a word hold you back from living your life and making a change for the better like it did for me for a period of time. In the end, we can look at this as an empowering thing in our life. It's me asking, how can I get better and not dwelling on how I might have shown up before, but taking advantage of the fact that I am working on myself now and asking, how do I want to show up right now? So this isn't necessarily an act as if type of thing, but it can be embracing that identity of how we want to show up, even if it's for a short period of time. Even if I'm saying, hey, I'm going to cut back this month. Well, then embody that, be that, be empowered by that. Tell yourself, you know what? At this moment, on this day, in this month, I am a mindful drinker. I'm someone who is working on reducing the amount of alcohol they consume and everything that entails. If you're removing alcohol forever or just for a month, then focus on the progress for that along the way. Be it, live it. Don't just focus on what's going to happen a year from now or at the end of the month. Focus on how you can learn right now, this month. Focus on how you can change now and better yourself. What does that look like to you? Recognize that it's not going to be easy and that you can hit bumps along the way and learn from them and keep moving forward. Use this as an empowering moment, not something like my friends might judge me because I'm cutting back on alcohol and there's a stigma that I can't handle my alcohol. To that, I say, screw that. Because why is it that we think anyone can handle this toxin? It's a drug. The only drug you have to justify not taking, and that is a shame. Because it's in this stigma, this justification of why we aren't taking this drug or as much of this drug that we get stuck in our heads. That's why we don't feel empowered. And again, I say, screw that. Recognize that this is at its core, a way that we can improve ourselves, get healthier, heal relationships, 
gain new coping skills and reduce our stress. It's not going to be easy. So be sure to find the support you need and focus on making that progress. Recognize that alcohol is causing a lot of our stress to begin with. It's that vicious cycle of I'm stressed, so I drink, and that creates stress in our bodies and minds. And so we feel that compounded the next day, so we drink again and on and on. Empower yourself to control the way you view how alcohol is showing up in your life and work to change how you are approaching it now. In the end, we have to show up for ourselves first. Today, I just wanted to touch upon the fact that we can tell people why we are making a change or not. And ultimately, as they say, those who matter don't mind and those who mind don't matter. So just continue to work on yourself. Continue to reframe the way you show up for yourself and just keep going. I want to thank you for listening to this week's episode of the Reframable Podcast brought to you by the Reframe app. Reframe is the number one iOS app to help you cut back or quit drinking alcohol. It uses neuroscience to reframe your relationship with alcohol and unlock the healthiest, happiest you. If you're enjoying this podcast, please like, subscribe, and share with those that you feel may benefit from it. I want to thank you again for listening and be sure to come back next week for another episode. Have a great day.